Hello and welcome to the Halftime Orange podcast with me, Brenton Weber. Today I'm joined by Matt Zinman. Matt's from Pennsylvania in the US. He's a wellness and kindness advocate. He's a non-profit founder. He's um, also an author and a podcast host. And we're going to be delving into his book, Zisms or Zisms. Um, if you're English like me, um, these are insights to live by, and um, they've been described as one of the finest guides to stimulate personal and interpersonal growth. And as we enter the transformative economy, I think this interpersonal growth is going to become even more important. So we hope you enjoy the conversation. This time we're going to start slightly differently by joining us both in the green room where the conversation was already getting lively and so we thought we would press record instead of just going straight into it. So feel free to tell me if you think that this style of intro works or if it doesn't, all feedback, very, very welcome. Okay, so without further ado, let me introduce you to Matt. And so so for me, I'm I had this conversation I had yesterday was very much rear view looking and trying to analyze and understand my past and other people's past and where what trauma means this year, because a lot of people are going through trauma, um, traumatic experiences. What that what that mean what so so that's kind of backward looking. Um, or navel gazing, and what I think with you is like the insights about how we can do it all better is a really positive foil to that more, you know, yeah. As yeah, a that's what I'm working on. Yeah. Okay. Have well, I told you I'm launching two courses? No, no. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got your book. I've got stuff to talk about with your book. But before we do begin, and by the way, what we do, what, we're doing a new production thing. So we do the intro retrospectively. Ah, okay. We've now. And I've felt very, you must be a mind reader, because today I thought we should just record the green room sessions as well, because there's sometimes some really nice pithy bits in it that we, you know, we, we can't cover again. Or it oh, we can do green room stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> so so uh, we'll clap soon and we'll get into it. But I would love to know, is there a, what would you like us to cover today? Well, I, you know, like I said, I'm here for you and I'll go any direction you'd like. And you know, there's nothing I won't talk about. So there's that. Um, personally, I, uh, you know, you may know that I, you know, I founded a nonprofit that I really put my life's work into for 15 years and then COVID hit. And it just so happened at the same time, there was this book, I had a, a spot in life that I felt the need to write, but it was supposed to be a one-off. I mean, I, I wasn't looking to, you know, hold it up as a business card or, or have, you know, looking for some sequel or anything. And COVID sidelined my nonprofit. And of course, my launch parties, all my signings, everything went by the wayside. Um, but then I started my own podcast. And now I just, today was episode 38, uh, you know, since July. And um, part of it is the, you know, just between you, me, and the wall, I'm actually doing solo and guest shows. And the solo shows, many of them are the audiobook. So the audiobook is, because I don't want to sit here and like, you know, take, <clears throat> take you know, theisms and be like, Chapter four, you know, like, I, like, I'd be like boring myself just thinking about it. Um, but, I, you know, my wife and I have another business, which is Isogenics, which I think is pretty big down in uh, Australia, New Zealand. Um, and, uh, you know, we run a, a top 100 team. So fortunately, you know, we're okay, but I want to make a living. I mean, this is really something I've kind of, you know, my, you know, my, uh, my why kind of found me. 
in, in this way. And so I am now stepping up my game and I'm developing uh, several courses. I'm developing a, a mindset reset course, uh, which is a seven-day program. And I'm doing a life upgrade course, which is a 29-day program. So they're substantial. Um, I don't go halfway on any. Mm, nice, nice. So, so, uh, so I've been very, uh, you know, axe to the grindstone with that, and that's going to be out February first to one twenty one. And I'm also doing a membership. Great community. numerology. I'm not a numerologist, but I imagine that's great numerology. <laughs> it's just the timing worked out. I'm like, where can this work yeah. out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the thick of it. Uh, in terms of final development, and I'm doing a free video series, and the audiobook is all coming out in the next six weeks. So I've suddenly gone from nonprofit founder and all that work for 15 years to just publishing this book I wanted to felt the need to write to now turning it into my new life's work, and uh, you know bringing to the forefront these courses. Has it? Um, has it? In, increase the level of meaning that you're finding and what you and what you're doing. I mean, you already came from a non-profit background, so you've you're used to knowing what the meaning is in what you're you're doing. I imagine. Well, when I started doing my podcast interviews, and I had my introduction, and it was uh, along the lines of, you know, I want to positively impact as many people as possible, and it it really wasn't sitting well with me. And I, I you know, with with Zisms, you know, I, I really wanted to be very specific. So I now am really out there as uh, um, my intention, and I'm you know in progress of positively enriching uh, and personally enriching the lives of at least a hundred million people uh, by 2025. So it helps me to really have that quantifiable goal and to make it quantifiable through you know sheer effort. And I also do feel. Same thing with the nonprofit as I do here in, in terms of needing to write the book in the first place, a great sense of responsibility just to share what I've come to know through experience. And um, to answer your question more specifically, when I wrote the book and then it kind of all culminates with putting it into action and the end of the book is this whole thing around winning the battle within and creating this life enrichment action plan and this kind of 90 day exercise uh, that you put together. But that's that's in book format. But now that I'm doing the courses, I'm developing a whole lot of uh, you know, different kinds of uh, assets, uh, you know, still back in creation mode uh, to help people around their self-discovery and their well-being and, and you know, relationships and mindfulness and, uh, and then defining their why and legacy achievement. So I'm, I'm creating still a lot of original tools for delivering in the course. So it, I just, um, I just know it's, you know, you have to experience it for yourself. I mean, I, I just know that it's, yeah. really, it's awesome. So that sounds so, that sounds so exciting. I, I, I love those moments where all those, those periods of time where you get to visually represent the principles that you've been building in your head. And all of a sudden it goes, wow, I can show that to somebody and they're just going to, they're just going to get it like that. Um, yeah. So it's a, it, it, because for, I don't know, I find when, when you haven't got those models, it's, you can only really be talking to the tribe because they're the ones that get it. And then all of a sudden you get this diagram that 
goes, oh, yes, that's what I mean. And then the people that wouldn't necessarily have got it before, it, it, it further translates it and gives even more, you know, a, a bigger universe to be useful in, I guess. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I think I'm really eager to, to see what the – when you're so close to something, Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's it like for anyone to experience this for the first time? And that's what I'm really eager to then experience through through them, uh, what it's like. And then uh, it just it just continues to evolve. And I'm I'm really I feel really good about where things are and where they're going and the impact that they are in progress in making. You now, just, you just gave me a massive insight there, by the way. You just gave me a massive insight there. Like oh, we, yeah, had, uh, we had this guy on the show called Andrew Miller, and he's this guy who um, he says he wants to change business so they make your bits tingle. <laughs> he went, business should make your bits tingle. That's his kind of you know, huh? Uh, saying, and it, it's quite yeah. He's he's a, he's a dry, um, humid Englishman like me, and um, I, yeah, I, I quite like that. But you made my bits tingle. Andrew Miller will be pleased to hear that because I got this memory of. But what I think it's one of the things that I really enjoy about what I've always enjoyed in my career, wherever I've been, it's been taking a, a creation, the, the, all of the hard work, and presenting it to somebody who can find value in it and hasn't had, you know, and, and, and you, it's, it's, a, it's exciting, it's nerve-wracking because you're, you know, this is the first time that your baby's being, um, being, being um, looked at, being um, being enjoyed or not enjoyed, and the nerves are there as well. Like I've, um, and I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's one of the great points of my, or it, great points of my life when when those things happen. Yeah, yeah I mean that's what you, you know you find most fulfilling. I think everyone, you know, when you can contribute, whatever that is, if it's one person that you're impacting, or I mean, nobody might be listening to us right now, but it's you and me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bill. I always find that when we're when I'm chatting in the green for the last, I think we've we're into our twentieth episode. Congratulations on thirty eight. I mean, um, it's fun, isn't it? This podcasting. I do. I really do enjoy it. I, I, you know, I just I enjoy leaning in. It's the same thing I just said to you. It's like I don't know if anybody's hearing this. Actually, I did just check my numbers, and uh, we're we're downloaded in thirty countries, um, which by itself is really cool. I I, don't, I can't say that our numbers are are trending the way that I want them to, but I've also not been paying as much attention to it because I've been doing other things. Yeah. So as these things come out, I'm going to, you'll be seeing more of me, my presence, I suppose. Well, that's, uh, that's a good thing. I mean, I'm just having a look at hours and I, I don't take it enough notes. So I, I find I've got so much value just out of the one-on-one -on -one conversations. I mean, when you bring two quantum computers together, to kind of explore a subject, that's when you get a much larger sum of, than two, don't you? you we, we kind of amplify the creativity um, as soon as you put more than one brain in a room. One plus one is more than two. Yeah. 
definitely. Tell me, we are third grader, you know, be like, what? Yeah, yeah. I I remember I was introduced to that years ago, and at the time, I didn't have the insight, I didn't have the the wisdom, I didn't have the, the, um, yeah, the experience to to know that. And it was like, it just seemed like a really weird concept that somebody had put together to be clever in a business presentation. <laughs> and I was in my early 20s and I probably wasn't as insightful as I should have been. But it is, it is so true. It's funny to look back. I, I, things suddenly, you know, I'm in my, I'm, I'll be 54 this year. If I may say to the listeners, it does not look. That's why I bring it up. And we are we are in the interview now, and I'm I'm going to say we're in the interview with Matt. <laughs> Matt, welcome to the show, Brenton. It is a pleasure to be with you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. That's the most interesting. I, I, I like this, Phil. I like the idea of just pressing record because we do lift the veil to the listeners. We do the we do the intro retrospectively so that we can kind of make it relevant to what we talk about. You know, it saves me doing too much planning, and <laughs> I can I can do less planning because of it, and um and um, it means that we can explore some really interesting conversations, and we're going to have such a, an amazing conversation with Matt, uh, and we're going to cover things like I want to know about is it Zisms or Zisms? Well, here in the states, I have a preference. I pronounce it Zisms, mm-hmm. but. It's Zed. It's the 26th letter. You can pronounce it any way you want, as okay. long as you, you'd like to know more or anyone wants to know more. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what you call it. Okay. Well, t- as, long t- as, you, as long as you want to get it. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I, I definitely want, want to have a, have a read of it. We've, we've, we've been intru- we were introduced to each other towards the end of last year, and you were very gracious in um, your patience in the conversation. I was a bit broken at the end of last year and I didn't think the conversation would have been as rich. So thanks for, as I said, thank you for the patience and um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, you know, look, we all have our seasons in life and it's important to just recognize and, and take pause and not, not let yourself be diminished by things that really are in your control. And it's good that you took control to recognize that you know, you've been working, you know, you're a hardworking guy. So would you say three years was the first time you, you took a break? It sounds like you earned it. Well, I gave myself a break. Like there were times where I I'd scheduled breaks, but just never gave my mind a break from thinking about it. And giving yourself a break from Phil. I mean, that alone, <laughs> I understand. Well, well Phil, Phil's been a, a big, um, a big, rich uh, a big, a, a big enrichment of my life. Um, he's only been in it for the last six months since um, we started doing the podcasting. And um, yeah, it's, it's. I would say it's probably down to 2020 that I started doing it. How, how about you? You started your podcast career. We've we've talked about that in the green room. We've covered it in some detail. But yeah, what are you? What are you getting out of it? Like it's 38 episodes. What's what's the biggest things that you're enjoying? Well, I started mine kind of unexpectedly to a degree. I was in an interview like this with with a host who suggested I, I I start one, and I was like, no, I never thought about doing that before. And then one thing led to another. Uh, I had an amazing coincidence actually with someone out of Australia that uh, that led me to follow on uh, up on that coincidence. And then on July twenty first, did my first episode, and then was just did thirty five in the first five months. Uh, and then started to slow down 
you know, one a week now. But it's really kind of a two-in-one, Insights to Live By, which is the subtitle of Zisms, and is the meaning of Zisms, right? That we're talking about pearls of wisdom. Just since you brought it up before, people, that's usually the first question, you know, what are Zisms? We all have Zisms or Zedisms uh, in terms of, uh, you know, those life lessons that we learn and, and insights that we share with others to uh, enrich one another. And so that led to insights to live by. And in part, it being a two-in-one in that I do solo shows and I do guest episodes. And the solo shows to a degree, and we were talking pre-show about this, uh, is the audiobook. Yeah. So right now, unbeknownst to many people, it won't be there for long, Brendan. Brenton. Won't be there for long. <laughs> Won't be there for long. And, uh, and so that'll be out in a few weeks. And uh, it, it was the right way to do the audio book. It, it was another impetus. I just, because so much of myself is in the book, no one else could narrate. And just the, the idea of, of having someone hear me read it, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get that. <laughs> just, I could bore myself. So putting it into a, a podcast format did a, a number of things. Number one, it upgraded the book. Uh, you know, it's almost like converting a book to TV per se. It's very different from the book uh, in podcast format. Uh, and I just really had a blast doing it. So, and then it continues. And I, I have a very specific format for my guest episodes and really have fun with that. And uh, it's it's just a nice balance to have people come and share their insights to live by is the, uh, you know, is the theme of that show. So I'm just going to keep going. Well, it's, it's so, it's so important, especially as, more and more people are going to be, I think we're all feeling the need to transform. We're, we're, we're feeling that there's, there's a lot of people. Coaching's going through the roof. People are um, predicting that we're now in the transformational economy where we're, we're loyal to companies and organizations that, and authors and podcasts and whatever it may be that we get transformational effects from. Um, and people are saying it's the next place. It's the next, and we're almost here, actually. Um, it was predicted to be 2025, but we're supposed to be still in the experience economy where, you know, people like me, customer experience professionals, we're trying to help companies make the most of that experience economy. Um, but in five years, in one year, we've, we've jumped forward five years. So um, great time for this book and a great time for this conversation as well, because I want some zisms. <laughs> I want to explain. Yeah, well, you know, it starts with you having your own. Um, and, uh, you know, everyone does. You know, one of the things that is really at the foundation of it, and one of the reasons why I felt a great need to write the book itself, is around the notion of what's called earned confidence. And when we think of confidence, that usually comes through uh, you know, doing a great job or, you know, whatever happens, you know, in life. But confidence in this regard, when we're talking about earned confidence, it's something you already have. It, it reflects on the fact that we've all been through everything that we have in our lives and to, to the conversation we were just having. And we're still going, right? We're still here. Whatever has ever come our way, we've already proven to ourselves that we're fully capable of dealing with things in real time. And we don't have a choice anyway. And at the same time, really connecting with your earned confidence 
reminds you to stay present. Reminds you that I don't need to worry, which is a habit. I don't need to be anxious or stress that is about anything that isn't certain to happen because I can just wait for things to happen and unfold and, and deal with them. And the same thing goes for, you know, defeating your past. So earned confidence is, is very much about rooting uh, into the present, in with gratitude. Uh, and, and that really is where, where Zisms begins. It sounds like such a powerful way to look back and find meaning. Yeah, I mean, you know, personally, you know, there is a lot of me in the book and and the the original source of this is in my 20s. Um my mom got very sick. Uh we didn't know what was going on at at first. Um and then, you know, sat down with the family and it turned out that she uh had a blood transfusion and contracted HIV. Uh, through the through the transfusion, it's actually coming up on 25 years since, since she's gone. So you know, to talk about this is as as uh, so sorry, Matt. Is your you know it's my mom, right? You never quite. Uh, no. Thank you, thank you. Um, but I'm also okay talking about it now, and that's certainly taken some time. But the reality is, number one, back then, you know, before drug cocktails and everything else, I mean, she got the worst of it, right? I mean, she was in you know in, in the front end of of that horrible. Uh, situation and toward toward her later years there were a number of times that we thought we were going to lose her and and certainly everyone goes through that to a certain degree if you're just talking about this one example of what people go through in life and we would go through the anguish of well you know this is it and then she would pull through and thank goodness and then we would have more time together and it, it really did get to the point where it was you know, you can't put yourself through that. You know, what will be, will be. You have to deal with things in real time. And whether it's, you know, it's that experience or others, you know, through my life, that earned confidence has really been just a foundational building block for me uh, to be able to, to just be able to handle whatever comes my way. And, and, you know, there's a lot to it for everybody. So it's one of the foundational concepts I really felt important uh, to uh, to why I essentially had a responsibility to write the book. That's so powerful because, uh, I mean, tra- you're you're right. Trauma trauma happens at some level, and and they are not they're not comparable either. You know, this is the thing with trauma counseling. I believe is that you know there's a there's a big stigma that you when you've been through trauma that you look at yourself and go, well, it's not as bad as how what other people have. I've got it, and you've always got that. So you can kind of downplay it, and you can, um, yeah. I th- and I think a lot of people people do that. And to be able to find the meaning in it is, we we had a grief counselor on the show actually um, just before Christmas, because um, I was ambushed by grief at the end of last year, a year after my father passed away, um, and um, I knew about the five stages of grief and about how getting to a point of acceptance, but her introducing the sixth stage of grief, which was meaning. And I, I can't think of a better meaning. I, I can't, I, it's almost like uh, it's like the tempering of a, of a blade, um, that, that Arnold Schwarzenegger um, video that went viral after the, the, the capital um, situation um, a, a week or so ago. And it was, it's... The, you do get tempered. You do. You do earn that. You should earn that confidence. It, but we. we don't, I don't know whether I've looked at it that way. So thank you. That's a brilliant insight. 
Yeah, well, you know, and I'm very sorry about your dad. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and you know, we, you know, it's it's not to say, you know, whether it's you know these things that we're describing or anything else that anyone goes through. Uh, and I'm sure you discussed this on your show mm. that you know you turn your back on anything and say I don't have to grieve. You know, everyone has to go through whatever that is. There is no other way but through mm. something mm. like that. But you get through it, you know. And and I'm sure you're still going through it, and that's natural, right? And so, um, well, I think there's a lot of people. I mean, there there are there are people going through literal the same grief around losing a loved one, especially this year in some countries where we have quite, you know, comparatively few, a lot of listeners um, from our listener base. And we know that it's really tough, but everybody is grieving the loss of the the status quo. Like the world has, Oh, what a, what a different place we are in it. And you were, you were, you were affected. You and your family were affected last year, I believe. Yes. Yes. Um, Well, in terms of having it and I I had COVID, my wife had COVID, um, I lost a very good friend, um, a nice hockey player, buddy of mine, um, um, two months ago. So, you know, I think everybody, you know, one way or another has been, has been touched with it. But even to your point is just the grief around our lifestyle and our losses and just trying to, you know, make sense of, well, you know, how do I, you know, make the most of, of my, of my living experience when things are so limited and thank goodness that hopefully, um, you know, this is, this is looking more temporary now, whatever, and however that, that can be defined. We've got the vaccine. Um, so it's, you know, what's the silver lining? That's, that's part of it too. Yeah. You know, if you, yeah. if you look at, if you look at what you were describing before and you could say, well, the, you know, the expression of, you know, taking some strength, you know, turning an adversity into an advantage. And the thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is, you know, when, you know, I've never honestly been. I've never been happier than I am right now in in my, in my life. And uh, one of the reasons I know that is because I know how unhappy I've been at different times. And it's not unless you go through that hardship that you can also appreciate the great times. And so if there's any one silver lining to the worst of times, it's that the best of times are that much better because you know what that what it feels like you know, in comparison. So I, I think it's really important to look for whatever, whatever silver lining there is to any situation. And that's just, you know, that's also perception, which is something that I also speak to um, right in and around earned confidence. These are filters that we have uh, in, in how we perceive the world around us. You know, am I present? Love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and mood health would be the other one. And we, we talk a little bit about that as well, but perception itself, I mean, you know, here we are having the conversation and you can look at the same exact set of circumstances in completely opposite ways. And so we talk about things like taking a perception snapshot because it's, it can be very hard to, to make sense of all these moving parts that we have in our lives. And this is something in that, in that part of the book that's easy enough to visualize. There's a, a graphic there where you can just go down and just compartmentalize, which I think, you know, I'm just going to say, I think men are better at this. <laughs> That's how my brain works. So I could just kind of, I could just kind of like look at one thing Dropping at a time. Bombs. And say, yeah, you bombs. know what? I have a roof over my head. You know, I'm healthy. Thank goodness. You know, I'm with the love of my life and my family's good. And, you know, and you just go down the list, you know, your job and, you know, your relationships and your work-life balance and all these different things. 
And then just go to the right and say, okay, is this a positive column or a negative column? It's just a snapshot. And the reality is, is that you're unlikely to have everything in the positive column at any given time. That's just life. It's also about your perception. And so you can look down the positive and say, these are the things I can be grateful for. And we all look at the, you know, we all know, I think very much about life enrichment and the practice of gratitude. And that certainly goes right to the very heart of earned confidence as well and in staying present. But then when you isolate and say, okay, this is in the negative column, let's say it's your a relationship, you know, or you just broke up or something, it hurts, you know, but is this temporary? Yes, that's temporary. You know, when you step back out of your, and look back at yourself with some, you know, objectively, you can, you can get your perception a little bit closer to uh, a more optimistic reality uh, in, in that way. So certainly speak to perception and then mood health. And I know we talk about different personal disclosures. Uh, it's certainly been a very life-defining thing for me in, uh, in, in and around depression. I've had to contend with depression since my early teens. And, uh, and I didn't get the best gene pool. I think a lot of people you know, have it running in their families. And um, my mom was a depressive. My dad was bipolar. And, uh, and, you know, lost my brother, you know, in 2012 as, as well, you know, it's just, it's just, I think, I don't think anyone is spared. And I just want to be, uh, reiterate Brenton to your point, you know, everyone's been through everything, whatever that is to them. It's all relative. There's no comparison here. As I hear myself say, you know, over the years, these things add up, but to take the best care of myself, because if you know in and around depression, what it's like to be sinking in that quicksand and have it get to the point where it's above your knees and then above your waist. And then you're really just struggling just to, you know, to get air. Uh, and it, it becomes inescapable. Um, if you know that feeling, you know, you'd never want to have it. So you have the, uh, you know, the, the experience of, of, of what it takes to, you know, put a contingency plan in place when you start having down days and how do you deal with that? And recognizing that your mood, your, you know, your biochemical reality, you know, this, there are brain chemistry, right? That's, that's really what we're all talking about here. On any given day, that defines your reality. And you could say, well, I know there's rose-colored lenses and I know there's gray lenses and how am I feeling today? And so when you, when you go across the board and you, you look at perception and you look at mood and you look at things like earned confidence and gratitude and rooting in the present, all three of these filters are really a lot about, you know, define, defines what we experience in life. And it's important to not only not lose sight of them, but keep your sight on them as much as you can. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, um, <clears throat> I, I mean, I think there's going to be an, the, somebody shared a, um, a fact with me yesterday about, uh, it's a, it's a, I can't remember the exact percentage, so I'm not going to guess at it, but it was a, it was a large double digit percentage growth in 25 to 30 year olds who don't feel good enough at the moment or who um, ex are, are expressing um, a feeling of not um, being able to cope. That was it. And you've got, and it, and, and it tends to, I think it's, the, as you talk about the brain chemistry, it tends to come from the fight or flight response. That's what I'm starting to figure out, that I potentially had my fight or flight response hijacked at a younger age. And throughout my life, through big periods of trauma, you know, of, of 
survival. Um, you 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 end up being in a in a heightened state of fear, or, or you know, fighting. You know, especially if you, I'm a fighter, you know, I, I'll go down swinging. And um, so when I'm in my damn, I've got to get shit done. I know that I can unconsciously, my brain chemistry can make me more direct. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you know, and you know, I think you're also talking about you know social anxiety. Which is a hidden epidemic, and I've, you know, it's not my specialty, uh, but I've talked to people uh, along these lines, and it, it it does create that fight or flight response, uh, and it's just this, you know, it really saps your free will, you know, you're just through experiencing that, and it doesn't matter, that affects anyone across the entire spectrum of humanity, you know, the CEOs have social anxiety you know and you heard stories last year um quite early on of ceos in in groups breaking down with each other because of the sheer level of pressure that that they were under with all of these people's futures people's lives especially the ones that cared you know the somebody said to me you know that the more you love the more you grieve you know the more you it's almost like the, the size of the amount of emotion involved is what's got to be exorcised or dealt with or you know whatever your 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 angle may be or a, a person's angle may be i should say not yours i was talking about the you know the, oh the, i got it yeah. I'm with you. um so yeah these insights for this year, looking forward into 2021, could you, I don't, I, I don't want you to share your whole book. And I mean, you've already done that on we the, don't have the time. anyway. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not concerned about that. But, but I'd, could we at least, I think a top three are always fun. And we've done, you know, we've, 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 we've had one. I really love the earned confidence and where we explored with that. I mean, you may have already covered a couple of others in the, cause I'm, things are, it's a system, right? Things, things affect everything but are there what give us a couple more before uh you know well how are we on time i, I just want to make sure uh, i don't want to i heard myself before go on a you know that on, I was no, like, wait, i've been talking for three minutes straight um how how much longer do you want to uh, have the conversation and i'll just kind of scale it well we 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 usually try and aim for 45 minutes. So we've got another fifth, let's say another 15 minutes. Um, and we usually try not to go over an hour, but honestly, the way I see it, I'm not, I'm not on a radio station. I don't have to fit in with a certain time. Well, and it's if the more editing fascinating, then, um, oh, um, bit of a secret. Phil's actually off somewhere else. It's just that I needed him to log in to. It would have added five more minutes. So, I don't believe he's. I don't believe he's listening. So he's. Uh, he's probably watching Liverpool in a football game or something like that. I would imagine so. <laughs> so yeah, to answer your question, you know, a lot of what we're talking about is really all at the front end, at at the foundation, and um, and and you and I were talking pre-show, and I'm I'm kind of elevating Zisms into online courses um, around a mindset reset and around uh, a life upgrade course. And so we're kind of in the area of mindset reset and self-discovery. And certainly we get into areas around well-being, which is where mood health comes in. Managing energy is a big part of that. I, I, I think that is something good for us to touch on here today. And then, you know, there's two other whole modules around relationships and interactions, around enrichment and legacy achievement. That's where you're going to find, you know, harnessing gratitude, law of attraction, you know, all of that, livelihood, alignment. You know, making sure you're in the right place. You still got to, you know, pay the bills and how do you get from here to there? 
Uh, and that certainly speaks to some of the work I've done on my nonprofit side um, with, with career support. Um, so mood health being what it is, um, I, there's probably one other thing before I go into well-being that I, I want to mention so that there's that foundation. Uh, and that is, is in and around personal development, when people look to, well, I want to feel more confident. I, you know, I want my, I have low self-esteem or I really want to feel this way about myself in and around self-love. And I think one of the challenges across the board with these aspects of personal development is that it's very difficult to get your arms around it. You know, like, I know I want to feel this way around about myself, but how do I get from here to there? And that's where it does come back to earn confidence and recognizing that, oh, this is something I already have. How do you harness that and, and apply it and, and stay present with it? But the other thing around as a, as a building block that I think is really missing that I speak to a lot is self-kindness. And I think that when people, uh, you know, look at kindness, you know, the automatic reflex is, oh yeah, kindness toward others. And certainly that's very important, but this is specifically about self-kindness as really being that barometer. And the reason is, is because self-kindness and kindness itself is very definitive. You are either being kind to yourself or you're not. There's, there's, there's really no in between. And so as a barometer in any given situation, if let's say you're somebody who, you know, you're a people pleaser, for example, and you have a hard time saying no. And if you are that person and you're hearing this right now saying, yes, I have a hard time saying no. Um, and then the challenge with that is, is that those who might pick up on that, who may, you know, maybe impose on you uh, mm. to ask you to do something that you know that you should say no to, that they know you should probably say no to, uh, but probably won't. That's the moment when you ask yourself, would it be kind to myself to say yes? Because if the answer is no, you have to find a way to say no. And, and because there's a, a ripple effect, because then if you say yes, it, your self-esteem takes a hit and then it gets worse when you actually have to do the thing that you wish you had said no to. And then you feel even more terrible about yourself. And then that individual who's being maybe potentially a little manipulative or not, but potentially, uh, you know, that, that in and to itself can, can take on, you know, a little bit more of a, of a steamroll. So you know, we talk about in relationships as well, something called be aware of spiders. And that's also kind of a, this or a that, you know, you're either, um, a spider or you're someone who gets caught in webs. You know, it's kind of a, you're either someone who manipulates or you don't. And the reason why this is a this or a that is because that is a conscious effort that someone makes to, to either impose their will on somebody or not. And, uh, you know, some of us are very oblivious to that. The non-spiders are kind of, you don't want to be on guard, you trust everybody, and then you've got other people who are, you know, yanking your strings or, or weaving them. So, you know, all of this all comes together, but th those are those are the things that I wanted to speak to fundamentally to make sure that we spoke to self-kindness as that building block and recognizing, you know, why be anything less than kind to myself? That's a very rhetorical question. <laughs> And, and so, you know, once you have that buy-in, uh, in and along with earned confidence, you, you add that into your personal growth and it'll, it'll guide you and give you the foundation that you need to, to get from here to there. Yeah. When my, um, inner critic 
starts to take over. He can be absolutely brutal. And um, it's that negative self-talk doesn't help at all. And I think it, I think when you're, when I'm in that state, I've, I've, uh, I can often, the outer critic can kind of come and try and protect my inner ego by being hypercritical about the others, you know, the, everyone else, you know, and that's, that's what I thought for many years. And this is not, I won't go into it here because I, I have, I felt like I talked about it too much on the last podcast, but I've definitely thought for a while. I thought I had bipolar, you know, there's been periods of time where I've thought I've had something. And it's been it's been been really good to know what I've actually you know what what to when you realise that maybe your voice is a little bit distorted, it's quite a release actually, <laughs> and you can and then you can start being nicer to yourself about it. Like I, I think I think some of us see ourselves a lot worse than other people see ourselves. Well, we're the only ones who know what's actually happening in our own heads, right? Obviously, and but the challenge is that I think that we all make the mistake of believing, and this is going to sound a little odd, that that inner monologue, that that inner voice that we, you know, have as our, our critic is the same person as who we know ourselves to be. Mm. It, it, you know, and I, I'm not going to get, I don't, I'm not an expert psychologist here to separate the id from the ego and yeah. all how that goes. But the reality is, is that you have to really, number one, look at that inner voice as being somebody else and tell them to piss off. And, you know, what you say to that critic is what, you know, is to defend yourself and not take it. And, you know, in a way, whatever that inner voice is, is a combined, you know, kind of a cumulative reflection of what isn't you. It's, it's everything that, you know, it's everybody else's influence. It's the media. It's, you know, all the things that kind of go into, you know, that, uh, you know, that creation of what's talking back to you, whereas to the other side of it, you know who you are. And so there's an incongruence that you have to accept the incongruence and, and then fight back. And it's the same thing as, um, like, like befriending your fears, which is actually what I was talking about on this week's, on my show this week. Uh, and you're taking things head on and, doing the opposite of whatever that critic is, is saying to you to, to kind of push back. So winning the battle within is essentially what we're talking about. Yeah. Yes. It, it, I've recently started playing golf again for my mental health and for exercise. Like I, during those three years, I did very little exercise or intentional exercise. I got exercise because of small children and, you know, busy weekends and, you know, it's, there's a certain level of cardio, <laughs> Um, but what, what I've found with golf is that really the entire game is being played in my head. It's quite a good analogy for, for life. Like it's, it's when you start overthinking that the, just overthinking is like you start thinking about something or you, you start thinking too much about the swing and not trusting in the moment and trusting in your muscle memory is when all of a sudden you, you just, you can't get consistent. And it's, it really is. You start thinking about the if you start thinking about the people that you're playing with, you know, and competing, it can really get in the way. Whereas the whole thing is, it's just up there. It's vi visualizing the shot and then not thinking too much about it and just going with the flow. I, I see some, uh, yeah, I see some parallels there. I mean, I'm not a big golfer, but I, I've played a number of times enough to know that it's a great time to just laugh at myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. 
I literally could swing the club either way and I'm no better. Oh, that's thanks for bringing me back to a note. I mean, I've been writing. Oh, that's my problem. But people say people are so interesting. I write so many notes, and there's no way that we can go through all of these notes. Um, well, I should. Yeah, out, like I, at the end of the show. But one thing that really struck me: Have you seen the film Miranda versus Miranda? I think it's a Woody Allen movie. Uh, you know, he's not in it. No, I can't. I, I've heard of it, and I, I couldn't draw upon the the plot well enough to answer yes. Well, I think you would love it because, regardless of the plot, it looks at a plot. But it looks at a plot from two angles. It starts off with these two writers, a drama writer and a comedic writer, dramatic writer and a comedic writer, having a publisher's lunch. And they're saying how the way that they look at the world colors, like you can take exactly the same story and tell it in a different way. And one is a story of hope and joy and humor. And, and the other is just a... Oh my goodness! Where's the rush me to rush me to to some help, please? This is this is far too depressing, and it's it's so it's, true. Really, it's I, I just think it it's it, it's a lovely way of and and you reminded me of it with your with with the perception because it's so true. Yeah, you know, I, and I, it also was kind of a depression reflex too because I you know you have to recognize we talk about the, that voice in your head, you know, and, and it gets even worse when if depression is part of the equation, you could be beating yourself up for half an hour and not even realize it. You, you, you kind of almost come out of it like about, and then realize these are the things I've been saying to myself, you know, just under the surface subconsciously beating myself up and never even had the chance to defend myself while it was happening because it was right under the surface. And it's at that moment when you have to just not let it go. You, ha you have to, that's where you have to just take your, make your stand. Mm. and 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 push back and recognize that you know there is a flip side to whatever the reality of that involuntary uh voice in your head is is saying to you and and balance it so that you know you can you can kind of keep a grip on things and then you know the other thing i'll say about depression just because it's so essential with what everyone is going through and everyone has down days is that it's very easy to lose sight and connection with how it feels to be good. And, you know, my life, my life will never be better. And, you know, it's the same thing as like, when you feel good, you know how good you feel because of how bad you felt. It's kind of opposite. When you feel bad, you kind of forget how good you felt and you get caught into it. And you really, the one thing is just that life preserver is to remind yourself, no matter how bad I feel, I know I will feel better. I don't know how I'm going to get there. But I will. And that's, that comes back to earn confidence again. You might not know if you're actually a depressive and you have a brain chemistry issue, you might need a medication and the first one might not work. And the second one might not work. And these things take three, four weeks. That's, that's quite a bit of time to go through the suffering to, to wait for something to work while, you know, and, and it's not all medication, but you know, you know, the point being made and just recognize and hold on to that truth that, you know, if especially if you've had a depression bout before, you made it out of that one, you're in confidence, you're gonna make it out of this one too. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's just important to hang on to that that one dose of reality that you just won't always feel that bad. Yeah. I, I, this very personal to me at the moment because of uh I realized that my emotional, you know, um Less the the not the the bit that I didn't want to be the 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 when I was in when I was in more my darker moods, um, 
I honestly thought it was just because I was defective you know, for a while because I couldn't find an explanation for it. And um, But what I realized was that I was, when I was getting all emotionally wound up, I was going back to when I was emotionally wound up as a child and I didn't have um, the coping skills that I have now. And being able to reassure myself that, well, actually, you know, if you've got a good network of friends now. You might not have had that when you were going through that, when you were first building this fundamental survival protection. You know, that's, that's what we do. And, and it's been it's to be able to remind myself that, yeah, you know, things are different now. It's not, you're, you're feeling like this, but you've, that survival, the, the fact that you have come through it is, is, is a really powerful it's optimism. It's hope. And I've seen a lot of that on LinkedIn. I haven't been sharing a lot of that. I know Phil's been doing that. I mean, over the and I, the the world probably needs that more than a lot at the moment. I would say, but it is the the hope um, and and knowledge that that hope has got some fruition at the end of it. Yeah, it's hard to know. I mean, I, I you know everyone. I'm trying to think what you had just said before about you know, wondering within yourself if there's something, you know, um, not, you know, wrong with you, you know, you know, a defect and catastrophizing what that defect might be, which I believe catastrophizing is one of those symptoms as well, that when we're in those dark stages, we, we do the never and the always statements and, uh, um, yeah, we, we talk ourselves out of that future. Kind of thing. I mean, my immediate thought, and of course, you know, to whatever degree it may or may not apply again, you know, with, you know, what's going on for you is that we're all defective, <laughs> you know, like defective to who it was, you know, that was, that, that was the first reaction was, okay, if you're defective, who's, what judge, who's judge, that's a, ju- that's a judgment on one hand, right? Is that, is, is that an external judgment? Okay. You're defective to who? Well, let's just wipe everybody else away. And it's just you, yourself and you whatever yeah. that whole it ego thing is. Okay. Now, if it's just you in that bubble within yourself, what's defective? Mm. So that's, that really comes back to well, there's also, and, and just being kind to yourself. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, there's that's I, I think the flip side of perfectionism as well. You know, like that's, that's the thing. Like the defectiveness is the, it's well, the, the, you know, the, the impurities are the stuff that makes things so delightful. You know, when things are just synthetic homogeneity, they're boring. So we need our, we need our, we need to build this character, I guess. I mean, over time, Brenton, it's easy to find a lot of reasons to give up on perfectionism. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, my perfectionism days are well behind me. No, Uh, mine too now. So, um, that's good. You know, just trust your gut. Yeah, yeah. you know, enjoy. Um, what, where else would you like to go? I mean, there, there's, there is plenty else there, uh, but happy to, uh, you know, follow your lead here. Well, well, we are coming to the end of the show and I was, uh, I was going to ask you, look, look, how, how can people reach out to you? Who do you want to hear from? And, and you know, what, where do we find all of this wonderful value, um, that we, and, 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 and insights and, and seasons. Thank you. Well, uh, as you and I had talked about, and I, I'm, I'm just really so excited, you know, this year, being able to take it to the next level and put these these workshops out, you know, a seven-day and a 29-day life upgrade, and to be able to create all these new tools that are very practical 
for everything that we're talking about specifically. And it's all under the umbrella of at mattzinman.com. And so in the coming weeks, that'll be there. Certainly the podcast is accessible there, Insights to Live By, uh, being online. And I'm just, you know, it's a free video series that I'm going to be putting out in a, in a couple of weeks. So I think that's going to give people a really good sense of me and what Zisms are all about so that they'll know if it's right for them. You know, to answer your question, it's, you know, those who, you know, encounter what it is that we're describing, they're going to be better off being the ones to know if it's right for them within and into themselves. Um, but, you know, it's hard to classify and say, oh, it's women this age or this. It's really anybody who's looking to, uh, you know, take their, you know, better their life, you know, to put some effort in to make their life better. And not everyone is in a place at any given time to do that. So I, I think it's really more of a timing uh, uh, answer for, you know, where someone is than it is who that person is. Uh, but I'm, I'm really excited to, to have people experience it and, uh, and have, you know, it's, it's purpose fulfilled. Wonderful. Well, well, I think any leaders that are realizing that they can do things differently and they're looking for ways to do things differently. They're looking to transform, um, their lives, both interpersonally and professionally. I'd invite you to check out Matt's website. We're going to put all of the details in the show notes as well. Um, so if you've got here, if you've listened to the whole show, treat yourself to, to um, the website. And uh, Matt, I can't wait till we next catch up. I would like to, to talk again. I, I mean, I've got a feeling the 2020 was, wow, what a transformation from one end to the, the from one start of a year to the, the start of this year. Who knows what this 12 months has got to hold i think we've got some really good things ahead so maybe we can have a chat towards the end of the year and check in i i i am very intrigued by the um by the workshop so so uh, thank you yeah, thank I'll you brenton yeah it's a pleasure to be with you and you know the conversation continuing and i am have never been more optimistic and hopeful Me too. uh you know, coming like you said with 2020, it's easy to be optimistic and hopeful after the year <laughs> that we had. Um, thank you so much to your to your listeners for being with us, and um, you know, hope you know it's it's been found uh, helpful. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Matt. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for listening today. I hope you got some really solid value out of the conversation. If you did get some value, please consider subscribing using any of the links below. We are on all major podcast platforms. And feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or via our website, www.halftimeorange.co.nz. Look forward to speaking with you next time.